are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We got a big show for you today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. We got to get you ready for the weekend. First, we're going to talk about this the collapse of the Steelers. They've lost three straight. Can they turn it around? Ryan and I are going to examine a lot of those situations and what's been wrong in Pittsburgh. Then, in the second segment, we're going to go over all your NFL playoff clinching scenarios, what are most likely, and what we're looking at this weekend. Then, of course, we'll get you ready by looking at the big games scheduled out through this weekend. We got a lot scheduled. All 32 teams are playing. Lots to talk about. We're ready to get you to it. But first, we got to talk to you about our great friends at Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I like to watch this season when I'm going over game footage to see how T.J. Watt gets a lot of his sacks. When I do, I like to drink a nice cold Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through your game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, everybody, it's Chris Carter here with Ryan Tracy. It's the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's also Christmas Eve. How about that, Ryan? It's the holidays? It feels like it was just week four. What are we doing? What's going on? I know. we're. It's Christmas Eve. I haven't done any shopping. I got to go. Bye. But uh, in all seriousness. Uh, see you, man. Good uh, luck with Ryan, that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It, it... It is a little bit trippy. Like, remember, it feels like a couple of weeks ago that we were like, hey, do you think we'll get through a season? Here's week one. This is what we think. And now we're we're starting to wrap it up and look at the playoffs. It's crazy. It's it's insane right now. It's insane. But um, there's a lot of insanity going around right now. And I can tell you, as the guy that hosts the Locked On Steelers podcast, a lot of that insanity revolves around the Steelers right now. <laughs> the team that started 11-0 and was wrecking shop they had the number four offense, the number one defense. Um, you know, they were they, 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 right now they have the number two defense. They are they have lost three in a row. And the first loss to the to Washington was like, yeah, OK, while well, they lost one and they played badly, they'll bounce back. The second loss was like, OK, that was bad, but it was the Bills. It was away and like they've had some weird weeks. But this was Monday night football in Cincinnati, a game they do not lose. And to a third string quarterback and Ryan Finley. I literally played like red alert sounds on that podcast episode because I'm like, okay, Steelers fans, I am the most patient person, but I'm telling you right now, this is the problem. Um, and I, I, you know, a lot of people are pointing to this, that, and there, like in Pittsburgh, for those who aren't, don't pay attention much to the local media of Pittsburgh, the, there's a lot of noise here about it being about Juju's TikTok dancing and all these other things. But when I'm evaluating tape, there's one clear difference. In the first 10 games when this offense was rocking and that they were they, they were putting up points, Ben Roethlisberger was an extremely efficient quarterback. He was do he was doing his job, he was reading the field, he was doing a, he was doing a great job there. They were averaging close to 30 points per game. They have now gone four straight games, Ryan, without scoring 20 points. The first time that Ben Roethlisberger's done that since his rookie season. And they now average 26 points per game and they look like they literally would lose to the Jets at home which basically happened with the Bengals. 
I just, I have no words for that. I mean, to see it put that way, so you see the bookend of from where Ben started his career to where he is now, and then you're talking about the cap hit for next season, that's astronomical. Yeah, it's, it's really eye-opening to see. Oh, is it that bad? I hadn't seen that. That's, yeah. That puts the whole organization at a crossroads, right? Because we could talk about whatever we want, but the MVP race, everything else comes down to who's running your offense. The quarterbacks are so important today. When we talk about Aaron Rodgers making his case, you know, obviously there's the Mahomes factor, there's there's Russ and there's Kyler, you know, trying to put it all together. And we've seen the MVP thing be all over the place. But even to be a playoff team, you have to have that quarterback out front. And to have somebody falter like this with so much experience and a guy that had an extra year off that you'd hope could like create that longevity. Does it put you at a mm-hmm. point where now you have to rethink the whole playoff picture? Absolutely. Until the the Steelers offense regroups itself, there's, you, you can't predict the Steelers to beat anybody. And the thing is, is the defense is still playing at a high level. Like in these games, you know, they gave up 27 points to the Bengals, but 24 of them or 20, or I think 20 of them were off of turnovers and, and getting and getting in extremely short fields. Um you know, you know, the Bills game and, and all these games, the Steelers offense went like in the first quarter, they had the ball five drives and and never got more than three plays in a drive. And it was just that was how many how many times the Steelers defense had to get back out there. And there was one drive, only one drive. The Steelers defense gave up 40 yards or more. When I look at this, 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 this team and the Steelers, it's not that that you know, the offensive line can't get it done because they're giving Ben enough time. It's not that the running backs aren't hitting the holes because Benny Snell just went 18 for 84 and a touchdown, and he's the backup. It's not that the receivers aren't getting open because when you look at the all 22, they're open. The biggest difference is Ben stopped seeing the field. And he, early in the season, he was seeing the field. He was reading. He, was, he wasn't he was falling for the, the baits that teams were throwing out there for him, switching their safeties at the last minute. Um, but now, he, for whatever reason, man, he stopped. Like the, the play where Juju fumbled, he throws it short to Juju. Von Bell flies from his zone responsibility, his deep zone responsibility, to go hit Juju. If Ben Roethlisberger just looks up for uh, for us for three, he had three seconds to make this decision. If he just sees Von Bill, he just passes Chase Claypool, who's walking down the field by himself. He could have lobbed it. He could have punted it to Chase Claypool. He would have caught it and scored a touchdown. And that's how bad things have gotten for Ben Roethlisberger. Now he did say on Wednesday to the to, he said that they that the, he called a players meeting and they were talking and you know he's got to be better and people got to be better and they got to get it together because this is playoff time and you know he's like you don't you never know when you get chances like this again um you know he he brought it together so maybe he's he's gonna have a wake-up call soon but if he doesn't get one the Steelers are in a lot of trouble that's gonna be it's gonna be difficult we're gonna talk more in depth about this matchup this week and how that affects the next step for them but when I take a step back and we're talking about all these year-end questions coming where do you stand as somebody, no offense, that doesn't have a quarterback in the game right now for that MVP? Uh, how do you see that matchup in particular coming down? And then also on uh, head coach of the year, what do you think? Well, I mean, the thing is with the MVP race, you, you got you still got you still got the clear cut, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterbacks lead, lead, leading the way there. Now, for coach of the year, you know, there's a lot of people talking about should Kevin Stefanski be 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 in that consideration? Should um you know should should Brian Flores be in that in, in that consideration? You know, I, I, for me, I'm I'm always a, I don't like to make a call like that until I see 
everything that happens this season because what's going to determine how great you are as a team and how great you are as a coach is how your team handles in a situation that actually determine what your fate was this season, right? Like if if you had asked who was coach of the year at week 10, you say Mike Tomlin because they were undefeated and beating everybody. If you ask right now, you might say you know, you you might you might you might say anyone at the top of the league. You might say Andy Reid again for the way the Chiefs are playing. Um but you know, again in the playoffs, that conversation might change all over again. Hmm. It's interesting because like I, I would tend to cut it at the playoffs and I try not to look that far. I want to see how you got to the playoffs, like for especially for Florida. Uh, I'm sorry, Miami to, to get through all that and get to a playoff team. That jump seems a little bit bigger to me than Stefanski's myself. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably lean towards flow, but that's just my thought. No, that makes a lot. Of, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I just because like here's the thing: like the brown, the Browns are playing are playing like right now, um, and like Stefanski could be in that conversation. But what happens if they drop one of the Jets or they lose to the Steelers, and then everyone's talking about okay, they're just the same old Browns? Or what happens with the Dolphins if they lose to the Raiders this weekend? You know, it, it's just there's so many different people that you could point to and be like, well, it's this reason or that reason. Um, but you know, again, it's going to be about how strong somebody finishes this season that's going to get them into uh into into my coach of the year conversation but we gotta we gotta throw it to a quick break when we come back we're gonna be looking at the playoff scenarios they're updated there's two games left we'll go over all of them but first we gotta talk to our friends at built bar built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar built bar is great for the health conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of, of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, or those Pop-Tarts, or those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new, fla- new flavors are Caramel Brownie. Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Are you ready for some football? Because college football heads into bowl season, and there are some huge matchups coming, as well as big NFL regular season games to finish up the season and get you ready for the playoffs. But there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no spaces, Locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. We're going to be looking at NFL games, college football games, all the biggest matchups for all the best bets. You can check all those things out right on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. For Bet Online, it's your online sportbook experts. We're back here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's the Thursday edition, and Ryan, there's a bunch of different scenarios right now, and we have a lot of teams here that could clinch or, 
You know, like the, like we have we have certain we have three teams clinched in the playoffs right now in the AFC. The Bills have the AFC East division. The Chiefs have the AFC West division. The Steelers have a playoff berth. They're guaranteed a playoff game, but they are not the Steelers, as as we were talking about. They they cannot clinch the AFC North unless either the Browns lose to the Jets or the Steelers win a game. And I say the Steelers win a game because if they beat the Colts, they're they're in. But they could also beat the Browns in Week 17. If the if the Steelers lose to the Colts, I mean, all eyes will be on Steelers versus Browns Week 17. Absolutely. And on the NFC side, you know, there's the not to call it a throwaway, but clearly the the East winner being uh, under 500 as it looks right now with a chance to make 500. That's a different scenario with uh, the top team being with three losses that are it would be the same uh, thing in the AFC at second and third. And then the Saints in the second seat still with four losses. It's a little bit more topsy-turvy at the top of the AFC, but there's a lot going on. And I think scenarios are starting to lock down more. We're going to talk about the Rams coming up uh, because they have some matchups they're going to play into the matchups. But uh, clearly the drama's on the AFC side, and the NFC's just kind of coasting, in my opinion. No, I think I think you're you're very much right. Because um, then, like, because like we're like we're talking about here, um, the Titans they're playing Green Bay. They 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 would need a win and a Colts loss. That they would need to beat the Packers and the Steelers to beat the Colts, and then they would clinch the AFC South. But if they win, then they're, they're, they the Titans are definitely in the playoffs. Um, they they would also get in if the if the Dolphins or the Ravens lose. Um, and you know they're a team that. You know, we saw last year the Titans can be dangerous with that running attack, and if Derrick Henry gets going and and uh, um, you you get you get Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball and he ran for two touchdowns in this last game. You know, we we've seen them knock off some big dogs the way they went through. They went into New England last year, they went into Baltimore last year, and then they got up on the Chiefs, but then the Chiefs came back and rolled them over. Um, but we've seen that team be dangerous, and, and I, I think that they're not the only ones here in the AFC that could come from the lower echelon, you know, not being one of the top three teams and then coming and start knocking people off. Absolutely. I I think it's very open in the first couple of rounds, especially with this new uh, playoff format and the one team having the bye, and that changes some things. I also find an interesting storyline that that both teammates, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, are going to be in playoff positions and uh, a little bit of extra competition for those who to see like the evolution of where they were drafted versus where they perform in playoff games. That's something that I'm really looking forward to, to seeing, not to like try to pit them against each other, but both those guys so far, in my opinion, have outplayed my expectation for them to this point in their careers. And and they're both two exciting wide receivers that, that we see there. Um, that's certainly going to be interesting. Um, you know, looking looking at other things here, um, you got the Browns. They they will clinch their first playoff berth since two thousand two, if they are able to. If if they if they get a win and a Baltimore loss, a win and a Miami loss, or a win and a Colts loss, and it's funny because if if the Ravens beat what who they're playing the Jaguars, I think this week. Um, uh, but you know, if if the if the Ravens oh they're playing the Giants, if the Ravens can beat the Giants, you know that's that's kind of expected, um, and you're going to be looking at that like okay now, if the Dolphins are able to beat the Raiders, which honestly with the Raiders the way that they're playing and they got you know they're going to have Marcus Mariota, I think the Dolphins could beat the Raiders. It could be crazy, but the Browns could seriously be looking at it like they may need the Steelers to win um, against the Colts to make sure that they lock up a playoff spot this week, because if the Steelers 
if, if, if the Steelers lose, there's a weird situation where if the Steelers beat the Browns in week 17, it could bounce them out the playoffs. And that's crazy to think with how much the rounds have risen over the past few weeks and how much the Steelers have fallen, but it's a reality. Well, and it, it's tough for everybody out there in the dog pound to have to root for the Steelers as well. Those kind of idiosyncrasies are the things that I love about this playoff more than anything else is when you have your goals flipped over what feels right on a given weekend. Yep. It's it's so it's so crazy. And it's funny, the Browns fans, they are they are loving the Steelers three game losing streak. Uh, but though I, I do think it's important to point out the last team to win 11 games in a row in a season and then lose three games, at least 11 games in a row in a season, then lose three straight was the 2009 New Orleans Saints. And they went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, I'm interested to see how the Steelers you know bounce back from it if they do it all in these next couple of weeks. Um, but finishing off here, we got we got to look more at this NFC picture. Like you said. It's not as wild and crazy as the AFC is. You know, the the Seahawks, they'll they'll clinch, they'll clinch the division with a win. That's it. There's not five scenarios I gotta go through. They just need to clinch. They, they, they just need to win and they're in. Tampa Bay, they're playing the Lions. They win, they're in the they, they're in the playoffs. That 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 that's that's what it is right there. Um you know the, uh, the 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 Saints. They'll clinch it. Uh, they clinch the division by beating the Vikings on Friday when they'll be they'll be playing on uh, uh, they'll be playing on Christmas Day. So you know they've got they've got that going for them right now. Um, and you know th- these are a lot more straightforward here. But like you said, there's still a lot of things in play. And and like like the the AFC, I think there's still some of those teams that are in those lower echelon. You know, not the Saints, not the Packers. But there's uh there's a couple of these teams that if they get hot, they could be really dangerous in the in the in January. Yeah, and this is the perfect time to get hot. It that's the teams. You, you think back to the Giants with Eli, when it, all it takes is getting to that point, and you can almost just wipe the whole board clean, throw in a new game plan, and start from scratch at that point because nothing matters. It be so do or die when you get to that point that you pull out all the bells and whistles just to get win. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I agree. So, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what bells and whistles are pulled out on Christmas weekend uh, to get, to get some wins. I mean, this is, this is, this is do or die time. People are going to have to get it done in crunch time. Okay. We got to throw it to one more break. When we come back, it's our games of the week. There's no Friday show this week because it's Christmas day and we give, we given, uh, we given the guys time off, but Ryan and I will take you through what, what we say the biggest games are this weekend for predictions and what we see in those matchups right after this. All right, back here on the Locked On NFL podcast, the Thursday edition. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ryan Tracy. It's picks time. Ryan, um, no Thursday night football because that's Christmas Eve. Instead, we have Friday afternoon football with some Saturday as well, which I'm actually not mad about. Um, but this is uh, this is an interesting week. We've got a lot of big games lined, lined up here. Um Going down the line of the of the games that are the most important slash most interesting, we got to start with Saturday night football. Um, the Dolphins at nine and five are going to visit the Las Vegas Raiders at seven and seven. Raiders are clinging to their playoff lives. They need to have this game to have any chance. The Dolphins also are in that position because they are in that heat fighting with the Ravens and the Browns um, and the Colts for and the Colts or the Titans, whoever loses the AFC South. For that third spot, the the Raiders they need to win out and then pray for some miracles. Um, 
who do you got in this game? I know I know that the Derek Carr got hurt, and there's been question of Marcus Mariota, but I, I just I look at Miami's defense, and and they still got thing they still got Tua back there. I think they got more than enough to take down the Raiders. Yeah, I don't think I'll argue with you on that one because, and just to put this aside, I know that when Saturday football starts in the NFL, that's when I start to get itchy for uh, college postseason games, and I start thinking about who I'm going to study film for first. So this is the first like major weekend where it's draft thought in the back of my head as, as well as all of these matchups. But I agree with you. I, I like the trajectory that two is on. I think that that's a positive. I think it, when it comes down to Gruden's Raiders, they had their Super Bowl when they beat the Chiefs. That was clearly the highlight and the focus of their season was to compete with them. I think drafting Henry Ruggs was specifically to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think until then, you saw Derek Carr on the rise. I think he plateaued at some point. And now it's a question about can you salvage this? Can you get Mariota in there uh, and get him to the point where there's enough variability that you can still get a win? I do believe that Marcus Mariota has to have another ability, another chance. I think he deserves to be a starter somewhere in this league, and I don't think it's going to end up being in Las Vegas, but he's got enough, I think, moxie to maybe give them a fight. I expect this to be a little bit closer than a lot of the the national uh, folks believe so, but I will give it to the Dolphins in the end. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I think, yeah, like I guess I think that the the cornerback situation is good to go. Now, it is good to note that Derek Carr was a full participant in Wednesday's practice, so maybe he will play. But we've also seen that can be that can be a little wild at times. But you hope that he that he can resurrect himself. But like you said, Marcus Mariota, maybe he's not done getting some starts in the NFL. Moving right along with other games of the week here, we got a roll to this, the team that I cover: the Steelers host, hosting the Colts. Colts are ten and four. Steelers eleven and three. The Colts. Uh, they, they came off a close win against the Texans last week, um, and now they're going on the road. They haven't won. It's weird to think this, but they haven't won in Pittsburgh since 2008, which when I looked at it, I was like, that can't be right. But then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, because Peyton Manning left in like 2010 or whatever, and you know they had a couple games in Indy. But um, this is a game where the Colts, they need to win this to, to, st- you know, to, you know, to, to make sure that they're still handling the division. Um, cause you know, the, the, the Titans, if they lose and the Titans win, the AFC South is theirs. And then the Colts are like, okay, what do we got to do for the playoffs here? But at the same stroke, the Steelers need to win this because they need to get back on track. They got to figure out something before the playoffs. Otherwise you're going into, uh, you know, tough playoff games by the seat of your pants. And really these games kind of are preseason playoff games. Cause they're going to play two teams that most likely will make it in the 10 and four Colts and the 10 and four Browns in these last two weeks, Ryan, who do you think? Um, who do you think it pulls this game out? Because these are two teams that can play very well at times and then very poor at times. Yeah, they certainly have ups and downs on both sides. Uh, in terms of like offensive production, you have a slight edge over on the Colts side, some inconsistency. And I think uh, the big thing for me is there's plenty of motivation for both teams, clearly getting off the schneid for the Steelers and the Colts being in a confrontation, a playoff team here at this point, fighting for control of that division with the Titans. I think they are plenty motivated as well. And the question is trend for me. And I feel like Jonathan Taylor is a guy that we've had question marks about. hasn't had the rookie season that a lot had hoped for, but I feel like he's ramping up. Whereas I feel like the run game for 
uh, the Steelers, the thing that can help Ben from some of the things that you talked about earlier, doesn't seem to be picking up that weight. And so for me, I think it's a little counterintuitive for what we see in the NFL today, but I think the run games actually affect both of these quarterbacks, both uh, towards the end of their careers, both need the support of the run game. Uh, I think in the end, I don't know that they have enough to turn it around right now on the Steelers side. I'm going to take the Colts. I'm also taking the Colts, and I'm a locked-on Steelers guy. I But I I think that the Steelers, the biggest thing for this, and I said this against the Bills, and I said this against the Bengals, the biggest thing for this team is can the offense figure some things out? If Ben Roethlisberger can just get back to seeing the field, even if they lose this game in a wacky way, as long as they come out at healthy and the offense is playing better, that will be the sign that the Steelers, the Steelers need to see that they can compete and beat teams. Uh, of course, if they win, that's you know that is the sign that they okay you beat a 10-4 team you stopped your skid and now you're getting ready to 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 close out on the Browns um, and then you also got to evaluate how much emphasis do you put into that game um, because now you're because now you're talking about like you know do you, you know are, are you battling for the two seed because you can't get the one seed um, and you're looking at you know do, you know how important is that game and should you rest your guys before week well you know before the the, the first round of the playoffs but um, I got the Colts winning that game. We got two more big games here. First is uh, Sunday afternoon football, 425, 9-5 Rams at 10-4 Seahawks. This is the chance for the NFC West crown to be decided. The Rams were on track to make this a 10-4 game versus 10-4, but then they lost to the Jets last week, Ryan. Yeah, I, I'm... This is this is a bite the bullet moment. This is what is your franchise? What is your organization going to become for them? Because that is it's inexcusable. And quite frankly, Sean McVay's a better coach than that. That should not have happened. And I think when you look at what they have in terms of uh, you have some interesting matchups, you have the wide receivers, Metcalf and Cooper leading their respective teams in completely different ways. Right. You have uh, the new budding superstar in uh, Jamal Adams getting to Seattle and and you have the king of the hill right now in Aaron Donald. I, I think those two guys in particular have to be the Spurs. And I think McVay has to lean on the defensive part. In the end, I don't think they have it. I will take the Seahawks. Listen, man, when I don't know about a game, I look at if Russell Wilson's playing, I'm going with Russell Wilson. And I, I, I love Aaron Donald. I love Jalen Ramsey. I loved what I see out of Taylor Rapp at times. Um, I, I think there's some really good players for the Rams. But when Russell Wilson has a chance to close, close, close a game out and close the division out, I think he's going to find a way to get it done. Um, and I think it could be an exciting game. We saw DK Metcalf the last time he lined up against Jalen Ramsey. He was able to get him for a, for a touchdown, I think. And uh, that's where I'm seeing, like, I think that the Seahawks could find enough answers to beat the Rams, who, I mean, with that loss last week, that they got to be reeling a little bit. Um, this would be a rough one. This would be a rough week to have a, to have to rebound. So uh, I'm going with the Seahawks at home there. But our last game and our Sunday night football game, which should be a really good one, you got King Henry. The, the you know the, the uh, one of the most dominant running forces in the league with the ten of four Titans. They're going on the road to face the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, MVP candidate. Both teams need this win because the Titans they need to keep pace with the Colts. Um, and you know for the for the AFC South crown. Meanwhile, the Packers they need to further lock up their their chances to get the number one seed and get that bye week next week. This has to. This it's, it's crazy. These are this is these are two must win situations for these teams. 
I, I struggle with this, man, Ryan, because I like both teams and what they what they do, but I, I gotta go with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that the de- their their defense might be able to create some more turnover opportunities than the Titans defense. Yeah, I mean it's difficult this matchup because you've seen uh, especially from the Packers you've seen a, a lot of good play and then you've seen that team that played the Bucks and you just have a question mark and I'm going to put this out right now to to Darnell Savage to Adrian Amos to all the DBs in Green Bay don't be the next poster <laughs> child that Henry puts on his back okay you don't want to be that guy I'm just saying um at the end of the day Tannehill's performance last week was impressive uh, obviously, you have Henry. I am a huge fan of AJ Brown. I had him just for the record above DK coming out, and I'm going to stick with that because I like his game. His play strength is impressive. Uh, a Corey Davis sighting every now and then goes a long way. Uh, at the end of the day, I think this is kind of zeroing in time, and I think Aaron Rodgers in his uh, let's call it a campaign for his option of the MVP. I think that needs to be strengthened, and I, quite frankly, I feel like this is a game that he can put on his back. Um, you know, start with Tony and I think he moved, moved the ball around a little bit and I think they can control uh, the total clock kind of playing back at them with a little bit of run game. So uh, at the end of the day, I think this is going to be a, a pretty close game, probably three points in my opinion. Uh, but I will take all right. There well. you go. We got a lot of key games here. Titans, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Colts, Steelers. Uh, you know, and of course, you got the, the Dolphins and the, and the Raiders. Uh, don't forget, it all starts fr- uh, uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, early afternoon Vikings at Saints uh, for, you know, just just to get things going on Christmas Day. Everyone, we hope that you have enjoyed rocking with us on these holidays. Um, uh, we hope you're enjoying a, mer- a Merry Christmas Eve, and we hope that you do enjoy a Merry Christmas, as well as uh, Happy Holidays for, every, for, for uh, Happy Hanukkah, all of, our, all, all of our Hanukkah celebrators, Happy Kwanzaa, everyone that celebrates that. And uh, Ryan, it's kind of crazy. Um, next next year, next week, is, is next week our last show of 2020? It's coming quickly. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to be okay with that. I'm ready for 2020 to be out of here. Thank you very much. And I do want to say one more thing for all of you that are listening out there that are deployed around the world, protecting us tonight and tomorrow and the next day. Thank you very much from locked on the whole network, not just locked on NFL. We appreciate it. And we hope that you enjoy your time. Happy holidays. Everyone will be back in your ears Monday on the locked on NFL podcast as we're taking off tomorrow, but we hope you have a great weekend and a happy holidays.